Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Roper Report Sunderland Player Ratings Podcast. Where Sunderland have just come off the battle of a, say, a hard 4-2-0 victory over Gillingham. Um, I'm joined by Niall and Michael. How are we doing, lads? Oh, good. Good, mate. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot better after the last, what, 10, 15 minutes of that game. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll crack right on into it, Niall. Um, in the first half, Sunderland really, I thought we really struggled to put any passes together. Um didn't play very well at all. Probably a couple of chances for Josh Scoring, but bar that, it was a very poor first half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, It was pretty nondescript, I think is the way I'd describe it. I'd, other than Luke O'Nine's um, goal, which was ruled out, which I need to say that back, to be honest with you, before I make opinions on it, because it looked a bit strange at the time. And then Josh Scowen's two, well, his first one's, a, you know, that's that's one of the misses of the season, that, I mean, you have to be putting your foot through that, you know, not getting under it, that's got to be a goal. And the second one, he did well, in all fairness, and it was a good ball from Conor McLaughlin, um, and yeah, he just put a bit too much on it, but yeah, other than that, it was totally nondescript, and it's it's what we've seen from Sunderland all season, virtually, isn't mm. it? Poor, poor first half, nondescript, and then come alive in the second half, I mean, that arguably that happened today, but yeah. As I say, it was just nothing really happened. Yeah, Michael, did you think it was a bit of well, a combination of both the weather and Sunderland were bad or just anything in particular, really? It just it was a very strange first half. It's it's easy to blame the weather for the poor performance. I mean, we were we were shite, let's be realistic, for the first half an hour. <laughs> we literally we literally couldn't string two passes together. The midfield were just non non existent, lead bitter and scowling. Um, I think it was only after Scowan's chance was about the half an hour mark that we, we kind of started to get into it a little bit. Um, I thought Denver Hume, especially in the first half, was getting roasted by Jordan Graham. Uh, they were getting crosses mm. in too easily. Um, but you mentioned the, the goal there. O'Neill's, no, it didn't look offside to me, Niall, either. Like I, I actually thought it should have counted. Yeah. I need to say it back, mate. To be honest, I need to say it back because... Um... Like the replay of the show, I mean, I'd, I'd probably just slow yeah. down, I don't know, because yeah, it was a bit strange, but there wasn't that much protesting either, so... No, no, no. no. I mean, uh, it's, yeah. said it's, it's, it's easy to blame the weather for it, like, because it was for both both teams, like, but I, I don't know what it is with us, we just, we seem to slow start so slowly in every single game in the last few weeks, Um, I don't know if it's confidence or just, I don't know what it is, I mean, if you looked at the team before the start, I actually thought it was a decent lineup. I was actually happy to see Ledbitter back in, Scown, but... No, just brutal, really, really, really poor first half. 
Yeah, I mean, it was. And, I mean, to be fair, up until the 58th minute, it wasn't getting any better. And, and then it threatened no. to get worse when Tom Flanagan, after a poor pass by himself anyway, to get us into trouble. Uh, ball gets played over the top of him. He gets done by, I think it was Ogilvy for uh, Gillingham. Concedes a penalty. I mean, no arguments there, Michael, was there? No, no, it was a definite penalty. Um, but like he kind of just got a t- tip on the shoulder. It's kind of given the player the chance to go down, if you know what I mean. Like, you need to keep your hands down. Yeah, we'll talk more about the penalty, Niall. I mean, um, not a great penalty, but, you know, Lee Burge did his job, good save, and kind of turned the game into our favour a little bit, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. It was, um, yeah, it. W- I mean, it was one of their moments, wasn't it, that where when it happens, you... You know, you're sitting there thinking, oh, here we go, we've lost the game, we've lost the game. And then within four minutes, like you say, that happens, the sending off happens and everything's in our favour. So it was it was insane, but it was a good save. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say it was a poor penalty as such. It was it was more good save. Um, the height though, Niall. But yeah. The height of it really was kind of, was, was a good height for Birch to get to, I thought. It's just one of them ones, in it, where if, if he dives, you know, if he if he guesses right, he's saving it. If he guesses wrong, it, it looks like a good penalty. It's just one of them, you know, general penalties that you see all the time. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was a good save and it was, as you say, yeah, massive turning point, huge turning point. Yep, and, and probably, well, not, not arguably, definitely an even bigger one happened literally a minute later when um, Alex McDonald, for some inexplicable reason, has decided to try and end Luke O'Neill's career with an absolutely disgraceful tackle. Um, horrible. Niall, we'll start with you. I mean, there's there's just no need for it, is it? I mean, the ball was nowhere to be to be won. He takes out O'Neill, who's lucky enough to escape serious injury, really. I mean, it's the, the, the straightest red card you'll mm. see all day, really, isn't it? What's he playing at, mate? What is he playing at? It was disgusting. Um, it was one of them ones that was always going to cause a bit of a squabble between the players, and that's what mm. happened. What I mean, there's just no reason. I mean, yes, again, you can maybe... They'll, he'll probably blame the weather. He'll say, you know, with the pitch, the flow of the pitch made him go a lot faster, whatever, but there was no need to go in like that. They had a couple... They had a one in the first half, which was a bit... A, a little bit on the nasty side yeah, as well. Gooch, I think it was it? Jackson. Yeah, yeah. good try. So, you know, they were, they were doing that the whole game. Um, you know, these these nasty little tackles and nasty little niggles, but that was just bang out of order. And you know what it is? He's let his team down. He's let himself down. And as you two pointed out at the start of this podcast, they probably would have went on and and at least getting a point out of that game if that hadn't happened. So yeah, he's he's getting he's, he's getting his just deserves. And I, and I hope he, he gets a fine as well on top of it. Yeah, I mean, like I say, Michael. Luckily enough, oh nine was okay. Got to play on, um, and that's obviously the only thing. If that comes good of stuff like that, isn't it? Well, the player isn't injured, isn't badly injured. Yeah, when so it could have been a lot different. When I saw the challenge go in, I was like, "That's a leg breaker!" Like that is a leg breaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what was he thinking? Because he was he was actually nowhere near oh nine. Do you know what I mean? You could actually see him diving in from like outside the screen, into the into the screen on the on the on the computer to to hit him, but. Like as you said, we said earlier on that changed the game completely. I mean, if if um if that didn't happen, you could still see Gillingham. They were still on the front foot, but it seemed to actually G us up a little bit to 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 get on the front foot after that and create a few more chances. Yeah, I mean, it took a while for us to really get on top of the game. Um, I thought it was very similar to Rochdale actually on Tuesday, where the last fifteen minutes we decided to play a bit of football. Um, call, you know, got a chance to Charlie White, which forced a decent save from the goalkeeper. And then in the 82nd minute, uh, White again, after a nice little ball from Conor McLaughlin, um, gets a knock, goes down. It's a penalty to Sunderland. Again, no arguments. It was definitely a penalty. Um, White, White did well to, to, to get in front of your man as well for the, for the, 
for for the past like so yeah be, you can't complain really yeah summed up Wake's performance now didn't I thought Wake today was was very good thought held the ball up well you know got a few free kicks got the penalty you know fair play to him today I thought done his job again he'd done his job and mm-hmm. like I say he, he did his job midweek he, he scored the goal he was alright he didn't really have many chances other than the goal and again today um, you know yeah he hasn't scored but as you say he's, he's got the penalty and yeah he done his job I mean, the thing is, the the more he does his job, the more he's going to play. We all know he's a Parkinson player. We all know he fancies mm-hmm. him. We all know he's his man. So, and as long as he keeps on doing his job and, and, and you know, getting the goals, whether it be from a penalty or, or whatever, doesn't matter. That's what he's there for. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, finding some, it's finding someone to play alongside him, isn't it? That will actually score the goals. I mean, having a proper goal scorer. If you had someone who could, if like say we had a Madger or someone who could get you 15, 20 goals, White wouldn't look half as bad. But it's the fact that we're trying to rely on Charlie White to get the goals that he probably gets the criticism that he gets. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, to be fair, probably the lad who's likely to get you 15 goals is sitting on the bench yeah. and doesn't look as if he's getting much of a game. But, you know, we've we've spoken a lot about Will Grigg on these podcasts and something, it's just not going to change, is it? Well, Parkinson's nope. in charge. Um, but anyway, going back to the game, you know, Chris Maguire slotting the penalty away. Sunderland then looked to see the game out, uh, and then in the 94th minute, a really, really good counter-attacking goal by Lyndon Gooch, ran all the way a Nile, and a nice little finish as well. Um, probably deserved that today, you know, I thought he, he worked hard, didn't really get the end product, but a nice goal to finish the game off, and made the result a little bit more comfortable than what it actually was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, like I say, it was uh, it was just the typical, the teams pushing forward to get an equaliser last minute, don't have a choice and, and we've hit them on the break. But, um, you know, I think I think Evans will he'll be standing there tonight and he'll be thinking that that result flatters us and it does. Let's be honest, it does flatter us. Um, you know, it wasn't a 2-0 win. And that, like I say, that last goal's just come from the fact that they were pushing and pushing to try and and, and get the equaliser. So, it, yeah, it, it's nice to have because obviously 2-0 looks better than 1-0 course. So it's nice to have. But, yeah, it just, I mean, it, it, I think we obviously would have won the game regardless of that. But it's nice to have. And, and obviously goal difference in this league can't be, be key quite often. So, yeah, we'll we'll certainly take it. Yeah, it'll probably meet the league table. Obviously, you know, we've kicked off earlier, so we, we might be in the playoffs, might be outside, but, you know, we're, we might have gained some ground. Still that game in hand, Michael. So it's considering when we were, when we were talking on on uh, Tuesday with the Rochdale game, a little bit doom and gloom. It's kind of possibly gloss, put some gloss over, over, the, uh, over the week, but we still need to improve and play better on Tuesday against a better side in Ipswich, don't we? Yeah, that's it. We, we obviously have Ipswich on Tuesday, but I think it's the... the the issue probably with most fans is like, I mean, if you look at the results, we've only had one defeat. We're, we're keeping a lot of clean sheets. It's just the performances. I mean, it's really, really sometimes hard to watch us. Um, we're, we're struggling to kind of keep the ball. We don't see having any like kind of strategy or like the way we don't really kind of a, a way we're playing. It's hard to find. It's a lot of long balls, kind of hit and hope. Um, the thing is, we do have better players than a lot of the teams in the league, so we are going to beat teams, but it's just, you'd like to see us play a little bit better, and as it showed when we played Portsmouth, when we come up against the better teams, we do struggle a little bit, so hopefully we can get a better performance on Tuesday, because Ipswich will definitely be tough. Yep, certainly. So what we'll do is we'll rattle into the, the player ratings. Um, you know, something lined up with uh, Lee Burge, um, in, well, possibly a back five or a back four, but we'll say a back five. Of Luke O'Neill, Bailey Wright, Conor McLaughlin, uh, Tom Flanagan, and Denver Hume. Josh Scone, Grant Ledbetter, and Lyndon Gooch in the midfield. And then a forward two of Aidan O'Brien and Charlie Wake. Um, 
Now normally the horse does start with Lee Burge and I'm going to change it up today and I'm going to go Niall, you can start with Lee Burge. I mean obviously the penalty save, really good, changed the game and generally his handling was, was very good today wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, I kind of other than the penalty, I kind of think of a standout save he had to make. But no, he he did what was asked of him. Um, yeah, as I've said this a couple of times, but done his job. Um, so yeah, we're kind of grumbled. So I've I've given him a, a solid seven. I think the penalty saves enough for him to to, to get a seven. Um, yeah, en enough to take him over the the mediocre six anyway. Definitely uh, solid sevens then. Solid sevens all around. I've gone yeah. an eight just because it's changed the game. Um, you know, the game was, I think, drifting away from Sunderland. That penalty save, plus the red card. I think the red card's probably a bit more of a game changer than the penalty save. But I've just given him an eight just because, you know, I saved it, really. <laughs> uh, Michael, uh, you can have Luke or nine. Yeah, I uh, I thought nine was solid today. He he was getting a little bit of joy down that, that wing. Um, himself, McLaughlin, got a good few crosses in. Obviously, he had a goal disallowed as well, which, as we said, need to see back. Um, I, thought, I thought it looked all right. Very, very lucky not to have his leg broken. Um, like, solid, if not unspectacular. Like, he didn't really do anything great, but he didn't do anything wrong. I gave Ronan a six. Solid six. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. I'll do Bailey Wright. Um, I've given Bailey Wright a six, I thought. Today, as, as much as he defended relatively well, did everything, they didn't pose that much of a threat. But thought he got caught out a couple of times with uh, Gillingham's direct play um but listen it's another clean sheet for him um so i have given him a six we'll go to conor mclaughlin niall you can have him um i'll give mclaughlin a five i thought he was all right like you see he played a very good ball in for scowan's chance and he was he, you know for for the job he's been asked to do he was all right um you know he's, he's never he's never gonna you know set you know, set the world alight or anything like that. But he does enough. He did enough today for me to be solid. He he didn't get caught. I I, I can't really remember him being caught. Um. So yeah, uh, just a solid mediocre. You know, done his job five for me. Yeah, I, I've gone. I've gone a little bit better. I've gone a six just for the. I thought he did very well for the penalty. So I've I've yeah. given him a little bit extra for that. But uh, yeah, five six I think's fair. Um. All right, then, Michael, Mr. Tom Flanagan. Oh, um, brilliant. Not his greatest game today, was it? <laughs> no, he was, he was poor. He was poor. His distribution, I thought, coming out of the back was really bad. Uh, he gave away a good few passes into the midfields, lost the possession a lot, obviously gave away the penalty as well. He just looked shaky from the start. I don't know what it was. He just didn't seem confident today at all. And unfortunately, I think you have to give Flanagan... I have five down, but now talking, I think nearly a four, but no, I'll stick with a five. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah, yeah. For five, five, four, yeah. I, I know that our um, our man Jimmy Lawson's gave him a two, so uh, <laughs> Poor. That's, about to cause, that's about to cause some backlash today. <laughs> um, I'll go for Denver Hume. Um, again, a six. Um, I thought defensively he was all right. Um, little bits, I think he gets caught out a little bit, um, especially when they're attacking on his side, but it's not always his fault, I don't think he gets any help, but for me, Denver Hume, what's gone back over with him is his uh, final ball, I think his final ball's gone really, really bad, Shocking. and he was just imp starting to improve that, and he needs to improve that again, so I've just gone with a six mm. again, because again, he was part of a defence that kept a clean sheet, but I can't mark him any higher or any lower than mm. that, because what he's... A his attacking play is not as good, but his defensive is getting well, is getting better, sorry. So we'll go on to, I think this will probably um, differ, I would say. Josh Scorn, Niall. I think a lot of people say he's done well, but then he's missed three or four good chances for us. Yeah, 
Um, I think he he got into good areas, which which is uh, a positive thing. Um, obviously, with not having Maguire playing today, we didn't really have a a midfielder who's who's will well a central central midfielder who's willing to get forward. Um, and he got into the mm-hmm. area as well. And like I say, on another day, he could have had a hat trick. Um, so I've I've gone for a six because, like I say, I think you know you need to take, especially the second one, you need to take them chances. But you know he. Mm-hmm. he he wasn't. He wasn't bad. Um. He, you know. He, he. He did do a lot of work going back as well. He. He wasn't. He, he's certainly not a lazy player, is he? Um. So yeah. No, um. Full of energy. I, I thought, mm. Yeah. Full of energy. So yeah. I thought solid six again. I'm. I'm going to sort of boring on this point to be honest. But yeah. He. I. I think one of them goes in. He gets. He gets a seven comfortably. But you know, just because the second one, he, he needs to be doing better with that. He's. He's got a six. Yeah, I mean, at least he is, like you said, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. He's probably the only centre midfielder what you've got that will get in them positions. So, you know, in a few weeks' time, if he keeps getting in them, they will go in. You know, today is a bad day, bad shooting day at the office for him. But, yeah, if he, as long as he keeps on getting them positions, then he probably will get a few goals. Um, Right, Grant Ledbetter, Michael. Again, probably solid yet unspectacular again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it, it was good to see him back in the team. I thought he was it was kind of harsh that he was dropped for Rochdale. I don't know if it was dropped or rested, whatever, but we you, you mm-hmm. definitely missed him the other night. You could see that we needed definitely. someone who could get on the ball a little bit more. He, sl- he started slowly, I thought. Uh, it took him a while to get into the game, but he had that composure at times and we needed just to get the ball down and string a few passes together and Ledbetter seemed to be the main man doing it, so... I've given Ledbetter a six today, as you said, solid but unspectacular, but another solid performance. Yeah, yeah, we're setting a trend here. I think we're six all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna improve on a six. I'm gonna go a seven for Lyndon Gooch. Um, I thought first half he was very poor, uh, but in the second half I thought he got into better positions. Thought he improved as the second half wore on. Obviously, as Gillingham tired, I think he came into the game more um, and took his goal very well. You know, it's, I know he's, he's not had to do that much, but to run probably 70, 80 yards with the ball to finish as well as he did in the last minute of the game. It does take a lot of energy to do that. So I've given him a seven and, you know, like I say, another good goal from him. And right then, um, Niall, you have Aidan O'Brien, who is big chance probably today and he didn't take it, did he? Yeah, to be honest, I think this is the lowest I think I'll ever go on one of these pods, but I've actually, <laughs> I've, I've actually gone for a four. Um, I yeah. thought I You're thought Mr. he was Mr. Optimism uh, as well, aren't you? <laughs> I thought he was awful. I thought he was yeah. awful all game. Um, and to be honest, I've not really seen much of him to impress us the whole time he's played for Sunderland. I mean, I was no. told we're getting this striker who you know needs to play up front because that's his best position, and you know he, he's sharp and he gets on the end of things. This is what I was reading from the Millwall fans. I haven't seen any of this. I see. A striker who's lethargic, who's quite lazy. If is that harsh to say? He, I mean, he seemed lazy at, at times. He, he, you know, he doesn't do much tracking back. And and when he does get the chances, like he had a, a golden one at Oxford, which was a sitter. He's had one a day which he should have done much better with at the at the near post. And yeah, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. And to be honest, it's a waste of a spot, a, a waste of a place in the team at the minute. Putting him in, he's just not. He's not good. He might come good, and I hope he does come good. But at the minute, I can't, I can't see enough ability in there to, to warrant him having a starting place at, at all. I just, he, he's just not done anything, and today just proved that as as well. What I was already thinking about. So yeah, four. Yep. So Michael will move on to Charlie White. I think Connor said everything that needs Connor. Oh, sorry, Niall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tight rope there. We'll, ta- we'll try that again. Yeah, we'll move on to Charlie White. <laughs> uh, I think Niall said everything that needs to be said about him, really. Um, and I don't want to 
speak evil. So uh, we'll move on to Charlie White, Michael. Um, again, like we just discussed, I thought he had an excellent, well, not an excellent game, but a very good game, and um, he's doing a lot better and won the penalty. Yeah, brought other people into play. Um, I mean, it's not you can't really as a target man. He he does what it says in the tin. Like he actually does his job. So. You, you can't really complain. Obviously, you'd like him to see to get into maybe better positions for good chances, but as the target man, which he's supposed to be, he did his job. Yeah, so I gave Wyke a six. It was like a, so, six. a solid six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Six, seven. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. Um, I'll quickly rattle on the subs. Uh, Danny Graham thought came on, put himself about nothing spectacular. I've given him a six. Uh, and Chris Maguire came on, scored a penalty six. Yeah, uh, I kind of, you know, we can't add much more to that, can mm. we? Um, but yeah, we've pretty much everybody a six bar a couple. Uh, we'll go, we'll do a man of the match each. Um, Michael, we'll start with you. Who, who do you think was man of the match? Uh, I think Lee Bridge is man of the match today, definitely. Like, I mean, the whole game changed on that penalty save. So I think if 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 that goal goes in, obviously I don't think we're going to win the game. It was a massive moment in the match. So I think it's fairly clear to say that Lee Bridge was the man of the match today. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Niall. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to agree with Michael. Uh, I think it's totally right. It, it's it's what won us the game effectively, other than the sending off. So, yeah, def- definitely, uh, I, I agree with Michael. I'm, I'm certainly not going to give it to Aidan O'Brien anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I don't want it to sound boring, but yeah, I've got Lee Burge as well. Um, just think that, like I say, the penalty save has swung the game in our favour. Um, if that goes in, we lose the game. Um, you know, credible mention to Alex McDonald from Gillingham for being an absolute idiot and um, costing his team, you know, definitely at least a point, possibly all three. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll probably... Leave it there, lads. Um, just very quickly for me, and we've had some very sad news as a Sunderland family this week. Um, Ted Hotchkiss, who, if you go on the Ready to Go uh, message boards, was known as the moderator, the voice of reason. Now, I've known Ted personally uh, for a few years, and you know he's such a lovely, lovely bloke, and um, massive Sunderland fan, massive cricketing fan. Uh, Little Town Cricket Club will be such a loss without you, mate. And I'd like to dedicate this win to you today. I'd like to sign off with that, and. Just go well, mate, you know, absolute legend. And that's all I've got to say, really, you know. It just says it all. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.